Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for metaphysical business owners and service providers. Now, if you're curious about what a metaphysical business owner is, well, if you work as a tarot card reader, astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, or if there is any kind of spiritual or mystical art as part of your profession, we are talking about you. I'm Teresa. And Bree. And I'm Bree. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. So Teresa and I have both been self-employed, sacred artists, mystical business owners, running our own businesses for decades upon decades. And because of our seasoned experience, we know what goes into running a successful business. We really do understand how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along. I like the fact that you used the word seasoned instead of old. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? I thought that, was that was a good flourish. <laughs> because when you start thinking decades upon decades, they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah but, like, <laughs> you, but, you know, it's crazy. I've been in business now almost 30 years, and, you know, I'm about a decade away from the retirement age, which is pretty crazy. It's like, whoa, yeah. how did that time fly? That's right. But, <laughs> so anyhow, we do the show together once a month because, A, we love hanging out, and, B, we love sharing business strategies that we've learned over those decades because we want to see our fellow mystical business owners thrive and succeed. Yes, we do. And so in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic. And today's topic is holiday sales and promotions. So thank you so much for tuning in to listen. I'm really excited about this show. And let's get it started. Uh, Yeah, holiday sales, I think this is a great topic. And I think we should start off by talking about the logistics. How soon do you think an entrepreneur should begin rolling out a holiday sale and special? I mean, you know, you go into the stores and already in like, you know, early in the the year they get the, they start getting like the Christmas stuff out. I was like, whoa, this came out really soon. You know, some places start loading stuff out in uh, in like October, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every year it seems like it becomes more, um, you know, more and more. And I think that like more earlier, right? Earlier and yeah. earlier. And I think that for our audience. You do have to be careful because you know a lot of a lot of our audience in when we have a sacred arts based business, um, they they tend to not be quite as into commercialism, and yeah. I think everybody, even people who like are like I love Target and I can live there every day. Um, I think we all get a little cranky when we see like all of the Christmas and the Hanukkah decorations, like, showing up, you know, the day after Halloween. We're all sort of like, okay, guys, let's just chill out. But the other part of this equation is it's really going to depend on what your holiday sale or special is, right? So one of the things that I do at the end of the year is I do a star, I call it the star stories. And a star story, so like, I mean, you know, this month there'll be the star stories for 2019. 
And the star stories are astrological reports that basically look at, um, you know, the comprehensive chart of an individual. I look at the transits and, and look at, you know, what areas they need to be focused on. Talk about the various retrograde periods. Each of those reports takes me between three and four hours to put together. So it is an end of the year special um, that I that I only make available at the end of the year, but it's something that I launch in October because I don't want to be doing that in December. I want to be done, right? Right. So so it's kind of going to depend, you know, if if you're like doing like you know if you make products, if you make ritual oils or incenses or bath salts or whatever, then you know. You doing something at the beginning of December or, you know, doing something, there's Cyber Monday and, of course, there's Black Friday. You know, doing something on those days for you might make total sense. If you're doing a more elaborate, you know, like ritual service or, you know, end-of-the-year report of some kind, then you want to think about how long is this going to take and and reasonably – do I want to be spending December messing with it, right? So, so you've got to look at what it is that you're offering. I totally what about you, Teresa? What do you think? Well, I think, I think you're totally right. All this advice is super wise. And I think you want to give yourself enough time for that sale to, you know, really work out well for you and also for your clients. And also you've got to remember, not everybody's going to know that, oh, my God, somebody's offering, you know, a special sale on Christmas because not everybody's going to open up your email or see you on social media. So you want to have plenty of time to really be talking about the sales or the discounts or the special products that you're bringing out during that time. So I think, you know, starting as soon as you can, although right after Halloween feels a bit much, but, you know, it's kind of the norm now. So you might want to start getting things out as early as possible in order to make sure you get as many eyes on it as possible. That's a really good point, too, Teresa. You know, a lot of people, by the time December 1st rolls around, uh, so many people, you know, our calendars are full. We have a bunch of things going on. If you've got kids in school, your life is, like, super crazy. And so, like, if you wait, even I would say even to Thanksgiving, there will just be a number of people in your audience that will miss it altogether. They won't see it, right? So that is also, I think, a really good point that you're making. Mm -hmm. So what types, since, you know, I we predicated this with, like, well, it depends on what you offer, right? What types of special offers might an entrepreneur consider, Ms. Teresa? Like, what do you, what do you like seeing out there? Well, there's a lot of things that you could offer. So let's say you sell products, like you, you mentioned, like specialty oils. So if you're selling those, what you might want to think about is maybe offering something like free or low-cost shipping for the holidays. You know, that's often something that could really give people an incentive to buy. So I think that could be really super lovely. Um, depending on, you know, the type of service or products that you are delivering, you might want to offer a specific discount or coupon, um, you know, so you could do something like that. I think that that could really be exciting for people. Um, you know, you also might want to have something that you only offer that time of the year. You know, for example, uh, November and December, I do the Entrepreneur Cast, and that is something I only offer, I only offer three times a year. 
But November and December are really popular times because we're getting entrepreneurs ready for the next year. Uh, other things that are good ideas, running contests on social media, like an Instagram contest where people could maybe win a free service with you. That can be something that could really get people super jazzed up. So those are like a couple things that I think really are um, you know, smart things for entrepreneurs to put out there. But also, here's another thing too. You could bundle products together. So let's say that you have like some digital ebooks and you have maybe perhaps a, a special class, you might want to bundle that together. Or if you have physical products like oils and candles and incenses, you could make a special holiday po- uh, package that you could sell that. So these are some things that I think uh, could be really exciting uh, special offers that can get a lot of eyes on your business and also make your clients happy. What about you, Bree? Anything that you think you could add to that? I love everything that you you mentioned. I really don't have anything to add other than, again, seasonal specific services. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, if you do make ritual oils, um, maybe making, like, a midwinter blend or a solstice blend, um, you know, that you only have available at this time of year. If there are certain, uh, you know, magical things that you do, like thinking about what people are focused on um, during the holiday season and creating an offering around that. So, you know, but I think everything you mentioned is right on. I think it's really important, you know, to think about what's right for your audience and also what feels right for you, too. You know, you might feel for your business giving a discount feels great. Uh, I don't do discounts. I don't like that. So I like having a specific service that I launch, and that for me is the entrepreneur cast. Um, You know, other things that people might want to think about too, I sell a lot of gift certificates. Uh, So promoting that as the perfect holiday gift, you know, letting people know that, hey, here's a stocking stuffer. You can shop at our store or you can get a reading. These are things, too. Think about what people are going to want, what people might want to give as a gift from your business, and create things around that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. I love it. Okay, so you mentioned, like, Cyber Sale, Cyber Monday, um, and Black Friday and all that briefly. So, you know, what is your advice around setting up your holiday marketing calendar for success? Yes. Okay. So, so definitely making a note of those big sale days. You know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, recognizing that more and more people are opting to buy things online. I mean, I don't have the exact figures, but I know that for 2017. Like the amount of retail sales that were done online on Black Friday far outweighed yeah. the number of brick and mortar sales that happened. So, you know, people are not, you know, there's, people are just less inclined to go out, um, you know, among the droves and, and try to hunt for deals. So like if you have a website, um, you're really positioned well. So, you know, Cyber Monday is the Monday after Black Friday, and it's a traditional time where, you know, if you have any virtual, like, Teresa, you had mentioned, like, take classes or take products and bundle them. And if you have anything like that going on, this is a really good day to, like, have that promotion make that clear. Um, 
if you have something that, so, you know, again, with holiday marketing, everybody is really, really busy. People are not checking their emails. It's easy for your email to get lost. So I think you have to definitely always be aware of, you know, not not bombarding people, but you also need to make sure that people have the opportunity to see what you have available. So, you know, if you're running a special, then make sure that that email, that there's an email that goes off and announces that it's coming, and then make sure that, you know, when it's actually live and people can register or can sign up for it or can purchase it, they, they get a notification letting them know. And then if it's something that has a closing date, send out a reminder letting people know today is the last day. Um, you know, I, I got, there's an instance company that I really like, and like, I, around Christmas, you know, they were really good about saying, you know, here's your 25% off, mm-hmm. um, okay, on Wednesday it expires, and then like on Monday I got another email that was like, your 25% off has two more days, and then on Wednesday I got an email that was like, last day. And, you know, that was really useful to me, because I was really busy at that point in time, and then when Wednesday rolled around, I was like, oh, yeah. I do really want to take advantage of that. So, yep. you know, keep, keep that in mind. Usually, I think less is more, but in this case, you know, remember that people are busy, and so you may want to give them a little bit more time and give them information because they are going to miss it the first or second time around. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is to look at your life, right? Holiday marketing um, can be really fun and very, you know, abundance bringing or a total pain. And it really depends on how well you schedule your time. So, again, like if you decide that you're going to do, like, three-hour tarot readings for people um, to, like, go over their whole year, like, that needs to be – you need to have a very definite number of how many people you're going to take and when it ends – so that you're not doing that on Christmas Eve because that's probably not what you want to be doing. Um, so look at what your celebration schedule is and your social schedule is for the holidays and take that into account. Um, you know, December often is not the best time to have stuff on sale. Really the time to have it on sale or to have it available is October, November, so that everything is wrapped by December. And, and if there's, especially if there are things that need to be shipped, that they've been shipped out in a timely right. manner. And that's a very important point. If you have physical products, you definitely want to give yourself enough time so that you can get it done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. The other thing people might want to so, consider, too, is creating, like, a special page on their website for, like, a Christmas page that can point out all the things they have for sale then, you know, that could be something to put up on your site that could really keep people alerted if they're going to your site. Or if they're not on your newsletter list, if they go to your site, that could be something else. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So so now what about standing out in the sea of other entrepreneurs? Because, you know, I don't know what your promotions tab looks like during the holidays, but mine is crazy. How can people stand out in the sea of other entrepreneurs who are also offering holiday specials and goodies? That's a great question. And 
I think what you want to do is make sure that you're offering something that's very, very unique. You know, so uh, one year I did this thing called the, I think it was the 21 Days of Carol Mass, and it was on Facebook, and so it was a giveaway for 21 days. And every day I would have, like, some fun, like, little contest that people had to do, and they might get, like, a digital book or a reading with me, you know, and it really got a lot of buzz. People loved it. In fact, I even got an email from someone who said it was the only thing that gave them, they won something, they said it was the only thing that gave them something positive to look forward to over the holidays. So I think, like, fun little contests or giveaways or opportunities to play Santa and be generous is a fantastic way to really stand out. So that's my thought around that. Um, I think also you just don't want to do what everybody else is doing, using the same lingo. So look for things that are going to be uh, like a unique offering or a unique way of phrasing it. Again, contests, giveaways, even sometimes doing things. And one of the things I love to do every year, I pick a few clients who've been fabulous, and I send them a little gift. That may not be something I'm doing publicly. It's something I do privately. But, you know, it really makes people feel seen and heard, and it's always been very good for my business. What about you? I mean, how do you think you can stand out? Because I know there's a lot of noise around that time. What's your Yeah, there is. I think very much the same thing, you know. I really see, I mean, I think that the holiday season is such a liminal, magical time. And so, you know, my language around it is always reflective of that because that's how I feel. And, you know, for me, it is a quieter time um, because, again, like a lot of my stuff happens in October and November, and by the time December is rolling around, everything is pretty chill. But one thing that I do in my community and that we've done for now, this this will be the fifth or the sixth year, I can't remember, is we do Omen Days, where it's, a, it's an old tradition. I have a blog post about it. And, you know, it starts the day after Christmas. And so people are always have their eyes on my stuff because I, I do this for the community, and it's free, and we all share the various omens that we see over the next 12 days. And it's just a fun thing that we do together. And it always means that, like, you know, people are – they're waiting for them. I mean, people wait for the Omen Days experience, like, all year long. And so, you know, making things that are available like that, that are free um, and that are things that the community can do together. Because, you know, the other thing about the holidays is for a lot of people, they're really hard. They're yeah. lonely. They bring up a lot of issues with family. They're depressing. And so, you know, that when when we can bring our communities together, I think that's always a really powerful thing to do that also then inspires people to, you know, support you by buying your stuff and participating in your programs and all the rest of it. Absolutely. I think another thing, too, that can really um, help get eyes on your world and also serve the clients at the same time you know, when you're thinking about the content you're creating around the holidays, you might want to think about content that could really be helpful content. Uh, you know, if there are people who are feeling lonely, maybe you might want to write, like, for example, a blog post about how to deal with loneliness around the holidays or a special ritual to welcome more people into your life. You know, when you think about things like that, too, and put out really super helpful content, 
Um, even like gift guides. I think people love gift guides. What is a tarot-related gift guide? What are your favorite tarot books of the year that you want to recommend? You know, if you're an astrologer, is there something you could tell people about what's happening in the stars around the holidays and how to work it so they could avoid family drama? You know, think about helpful content around that time because I think, you know, we can talk about sales and promotions all we want, but oftentimes the content that we provide is the thing that is going to be ultimately good for our audience and also good for our business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Well, you know, yeah, before you, I, I know you're right. going to ask me something, but I have to. I have to tell you something. We're talking a lot about all this marketing and stuff, and I mean, you've got a really busy family life, and I, I think a lot of us too, you can get really wrapped up in those sales, and writing and content and all that stuff. But, you know, how do you make sure that you honor your needs, as well as the wants of your customers during the hectic holiday crunch? That's something I'm wondering how you're going to do it this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I think your best friend here is your calendar. Um, and knowing what, you know, knowing what some of the important dates are. So for me, right, that's like, when does school get out? When is the Christmas holiday concert? Because you know that there is one. Um, when is the Christmas holiday party in the classroom? Because you know that there is one. So like, knowing these are moments that I have blocked out, right? And so that's that's the very first thing. And again, giving yourself enough time. I really think that that honoring our needs begins with giving ourselves the time to first of all know what we need and second of all honor those needs. Yep. And so that is really the critical thing. And and you know with the holidays, there's often a feeling in entrepreneur land that, you know, now is the time, strike while the iron's hot, and sell, sell, sell. And, and you know, you definitely can make really good money um, during this time of year. But, uh, like, again, you can also make yourself crazy. And so give yourself enough time to really enjoy and think about what, you know, what has meaning for you and make sure that your work schedule allows you to participate in those things. To me, it really is that simple. What do you think, Teresa? I mean, you've been doing this for years, so you know. Well, let me just tell you my – you're going to think I'm really insane. I am not what I call a holiday person, but I love it when, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas roll around and New Year's because it means I'm not working. And that sounds really insane, but those are days where – you know, suddenly you go outside and the streets are dead, everything's quiet, the stores are closed, I love to hunker down. It's really a rest time for me. So I don't do anything. So actually for me the holidays are truly my holidays. So those days I make sure that I take off. There is no work happening around those days. And it is my time to lay around in pajamas and do not a darn thing. So, yeah, mm. that's how I honor my needs. I actually take the holiday, <laughs> and it's the best thing. I just love it. I love it. I totally love it. So what, you know, since we're we're talking about various ways of talking about and marketing your holidays, what social media platforms mm. do you think are the best for holiday promotions? For me, it's always Facebook. Facebook yeah. gets the okay. most 
And I know so many people don't like Facebook. And, yeah, I know everybody's against it, blah, blah, blah. But Facebook, I consistently get a lot of people coming to my world from it. And the other, Instagram has been, you know, kind of working for me this year, that more people are coming curious about my work. So I think it's a great place to do holiday promotions. But, you know, frankly, your email list, your newsletter list, is going to be the absolute best place for your promotions. Hands down, when I put out a newsletter, every time, not even just the holidays, but when I put out a newsletter, stuff happens. Suddenly there is an influx of business. There's an influx of people going to my site. So, you know, you can put your stuff all over the web, but you maybe don't have to do that. If you just have a really good engaged newsletter list, that may be all you need for social media. What do you think, Free? I agree. I completely agree. I mean, I am, I, I I think that social media can be good. I also really like Facebook for, um, you know, it's where a lot of my people are hanging out, so it's easy to find them there. But, you know, my newsletter is, is like the gold of the business. And so I really feel like if, if that is being taken care of, and newsletters are also really nice because you can pre-schedule them. You know, you can mm-hmm. you you don't have to do it at the last minute. You can have this stuff set up, and I think that that makes a huge difference. So I'm right there with you. Like, you know, take care of your people. Have an amazing newsletter. Now, the one thing that I will say is, you know, if you haven't written to your people all year, and November rolls around, and all of a sudden they start getting newsletters about the various yeah. promotions that you're running. You will get unsubscribed, right? You can't, yep. you've got to take care of your list. You can't just use it for marketing purposes when it suits you. There needs to be consistency in a relationship. But as long as you've been doing that, which I'm sure all of our listeners have been, you're in great shape. You know, this is a really important point because I'm on a few lists and I will never hear from those people except once in a blue moon. And I, I have to tell you that when they pop up now, I usually don't even read their emails. All I think about is, what do you want now? Yep. Because they don't even bother. Now, there's certain newsletters I'm on that, you know, I read religiously. Like, I always read Rachel Cook's emails because I know there's going to be good information, and she sends out emails a lot. Uh, Paul Jarvis sends out emails, and I always look forward to them. And, you know, when he took a little hiatus, he lets people know, I'm taking off, it's the holidays. So you're not going to hear from me for a while. And I know that, but I know eventually he's going to come back. The people who have newsletters and they show up once a year or only when they want to sell something, you know, frankly, they bum me out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and you can guarantee that their unsubscribe rate goes up from it. Yep. And I might be subscribed still, but I'm not reading it anymore because I don't think you have anything really relevant to say. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Just my two cents. You know, and I'm a fan of mail. I'm a fan of email. I love getting mail. I love hearing from people. Um, I love handwritten notes. You know what I mean? So it's the same with the newsletter. If that newsletter is coming in, if I'm subscribed to it, I'm subscribed to it for a reason because I want to hear from you. So show up. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we talked a lot about this online stuff, but what about brick-and-mortar businesses? How might they create buzz around the holiday season? Mm, Such a good question. So, 
You know, I think what brick-and-mortar businesses really have going for them is that they have physical space. Yeah. And so, you know, neat, there, I mean, there are so many neat ways to promote when you have a physical space. You know, one thing that you can do is if you are featuring a specific artisan or if a specific company, you can have them come in. You know, maybe there's something that they can demo or maybe there's something that they, they can even do like a little mini class. If you sell books, you know, have an author or have several authors come in, do signings, do a reading from their book, talk about what they, you know, what they have um, available. You can also, you know, have, you want to have, if you have a brick and mortar business, then chances are you're going to have extended holiday hours. Usually people interpret that as staying open for a couple of hours later. And you can definitely do that. But I will say that there are a lot of moms who, you know, would love to be able to get their holiday shopping done from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So I have also seen brick-and-mortar businesses make a lot of money if they would open a couple of hours earlier as well. Yep. Um, so that's something else to consider. Um, you know, I think that with with when you're thinking about display and and, you know, style, with holiday shopping, Less is often more, you know, there's been a real move towards curated gift giving. And so, like, when you have an online, like, Teresa, you had mentioned, like, having, you know, an awesome, um, you know, basically, like, little gift guide. Um, You know, like, here is the perfect gift guide. And, you know, even large companies now, um, you know, like, I know, like, when Anthropology sends out their, you know, Christmas catalog, Last year, that's what it was. It was a curated list of, you know, if the person you're giving a gift to is like this kind of a person, here are 20 gifts that she might like. If she's this kind of a person, here's 20 gifts that she might like. So I feel like there's a real, you know, danger of overwhelm during the holiday season. And there's a desire for, you know, the the business to do some of the immediate selection for you. So as a brick-and-mortar shop, you know, you don't need to have necessarily every single different magical oil represented, maybe just like the two lines that you really love and are passionate about. Um, and, the, and, and you know, do, categorizing gifts by personality type. Um, you know, if you were running a metaphysical shop, like, I think it would be very neat to walk in and have, like, a gift section for the Libra in your yeah. life and a gift section for the Sagittarian in your life, you know. So so think about things creatively like that that really help people say yes to the purchase. I think that's huge. What about you, Teresa? What are some of the great methods you have seen brick-and-mortar shops put into play? Well, I love all the things that you've talked about, and I've seen all those things, too, and I think they're really brilliant ideas. But also having a holiday party for your clients, like doing something, a special day. It's like a holiday, you know, little party. I've seen businesses do that, and they've packed their stores, and that allows them for, you know, people to hobnob, shop. So you might want to have something like some hot cocoa, have some little treats, and it doesn't even have to be like an official big party. It could just be like, hey, today we're going to have cupcakes and we're going to have hot cocoa and there's going to be, you know, uh, maybe some 
free readings by, let's say if you have a metaphysical shop, by free mini readings or, you know, some kind of little offering or you go home with a gift. That is a way to really take great care of your clients and also to spread some festive cheer and get people in the door. You know, if people think that there's going to be some treats, there's going to be something for them, and it's going to be a festive party atmosphere, they're going to want to come. So I think holiday parties like that are a great thing for brick-and-mortar businesses. i got to tell you, if I see, uh, if I'm at the mall and they have, like, free hot cocoa or something, you bet my butt's going in there. And I want to see what they're yeah. selling, what's on sale. I'm going to be really curious. So I think uh, stuff like that is a great idea for brick-and-mortar businesses. I love that. Love it, love it. Yes. Now, you had mentioned earlier, Teresa, gift certificates. So any tips around gift certificates that you want to share? I mean, these are always big right now. Gift certificates are huge. And around the holidays, I sell a lot of gift certificates. Um, You know, they – they, they're they easy. I have a little template that I use so I can whip them together really quickly and email it directly to the recipient or to the gift giver so they can print it out and, um, you know, put it in a card or stuff it in a stocking. So I think for, first of all, you want to have a template that you can use that's going to be really easy for you to whip it up because the one thing you don't want to be doing is something that's going to be really complicated and time-consuming, uh, especially if you're selling a lot of these. Uh, I think there are gift card services you can use, but, you know, most of us for, like, tarot people and people in my line of work, you're going to want more like a electronic paper thing. So I find that having a cute template works the best. Um, you know, you want to have all of your instructions also really printed out on the gift certificate so people know exactly what am I getting, um, what do I have to do to redeem this. So make it really clear for people so that way when the recipient gets it, they know exactly what they are getting and what they need to do. So you want to make it easy. You want to make it user-friendly for people. I like to get my gift certificates to people really fast. I don't let people wait. So when they're coming in around this time of year, I have that template loaded. It's up. It's ready to go so I can whip them out together really fast. And the other thing is you want to market the heck out of it. I always start marketing really early in the holidays, letting people know hey, gift certificates make a great gift, or the tarot coloring book, it's the perfect gift for that tarot lover on your list, uh, or a gift certificate, you know, so you can, um, whatchamacallit, print it out, put it in their stockings, need a last-minute gift certificate. You know, I love promoting the heck out of that stuff. And what I'll do then is also, right when it's the last week of, like, Christmas, I start really marketing the gift certificates more than anything because there are a lot of people around that time who all of a sudden realize I didn't pick up something for grandma, I didn't pick up anything for my bestie. A quick tarot reading is a great gift. It doesn't take much effort. you know. So you just want to keep marketing, 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 especially that last couple days before the holiday strike. So what about you, Bree? Do you yeah. do gift certificates? What's your advice on it? I do. I don't really, I've never really marketed them, like, hardcore. Um, They're really there for, like, the people who ask because I have so many other end-of-year things that are going on. Um, But I think that any business should have them. Just, like, as a de facto, it's there. 
Um, and I really like actually your your methods and and your approaches. You know, I think that that magical gifts, sacred mm-hmm. gifts are becoming more and more popular to give to people. Um, you know, going back to that anthropology catalog that I got, the very first list for 2017 Christmas was like gifts for the stargazer. And the very first thing they had were Zodiac coffee cups, right? So, I mean, that's like a, you know, this is a publicly traded company, like, you know, um, that that is doing this. And so, you know, our work is becoming more giftable and popular. So I think that gift certificates are genius. Mm-hmm. I think they are. I think they're good for you. They're good for your clients. Yeah, exactly. And they make things really easy. And that, I think, is a huge service to provide any time, but especially during the holiday season. Yeah, absolutely. In the holidays, you know, so many of us, and the idea of going, like, to a mall to buy a gift is just not a thrilling thing. I actually do all my shopping online, and I'm a huge fan of gift certificates for other types of businesses, you know, not just tarot readings. I mean, I love giving gift certificates for massages, pedicures. Maybe for a friend, I might look up a nice restaurant in their area and send out a gift certificate for that. You know, so I'm such a big fan of it. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because oftentimes you can find really unique things and experiences for people, and I love gifting an experience more so than I love giving, you know, stuff to clutter up someone's house. So a gift certificate for, again, a service, a reading, um, it's going to be special, it's going to be unique, it's going to be an experience, and I think it's going to be memorable, and it's just such, it's so, it's such a good thing to do this time of year. I agree completely. And by the way, I well, love getting gift certificates. I just want to say that. <laughs> I love getting that. You know, if I get a gift certificate for a service, especially like a massage, nothing makes me happier because I know then that it's going to force me to go do it. It's going to be something lovely. I dig it. Just wanted to add that. I, I love it, too. And, you know, because I'm giving, I give holiday gifts to teachers, um, and teachers, of course, are the recipients of many well-meaning holiday gifts that that are not appreciated really like too much candy too much sugar too many candles you know um teachers love gift certificates you know they 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 really deeply appreciate them and i am also i'm right with you like i think that experiences are so much better than stuff more stuff right so i completely agree yeah. And teachers, don't give your teacher an apple. Give your teacher a gift certificate for a tarot reading. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what your teacher wants. You all know that. that that's yes. That's what your teacher wants. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode of Talking Shop, believe it or not. Chief, what was your biggest takeaway from this discussion? I loved everything you said about the brick-and-mortar things, uh, and especially about anthropology. I think that's so awesome. And that's really good stuff for the people who listen to our show who have brick-and-mortar businesses to think about. So I love those tips, Bree. What about you? Anything that we talked about that you liked? Yeah, I really appreciate the highlighting and the emphasizing of the gift certificate. Mm-hmm. I think that that is right on. I think that's super helpful. Yes. A thousand times yes. I think that that's really, really brilliant. And for all of the people who run a business, it's such a smart thing to offer this time of year. 
It really is. So I'm big on it. All right, people, before we sign off, a happy reminder. If you love Talking Shop, don't forget that you can listen to all of the previous shows for free on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree. You'll find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives. Go to thetarolady.com, click on free resources, and hop on down to podcasts. You'll find everything there. And Bree, where can they find all this goodness on your site? So head over to com. Click on the tab that says Books and Resources. Click on the tab that says Free Resources, and you will find both the current Talking Shop show and the archives right there. And by the way, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and found it helpful, and I hope you really found this one to be helpful because I think holidays are big, take a moment to leave a kind review on iTunes because this is going to help more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop. All right, folks, that is a wrap for this episode. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday. And join us again next year because we're taking off for December. We'll be back in January for another round of Talking Shop. And until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. And you can all find me, Bree, at com. We hope you have an amazing rest of your year and amazing holiday season. Thanks again for listening Keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind. Make the next couple of months awesome, and we will see you again in January.